0: Good afternoon and welcome to our first media availability for the Balmerito Automotive Group 500 presented by Valvoline. Make sure you get all that in, okay, when you say the race name. We'd like to welcome Dale Coyne Racing driver Sebastian Borday. Sebastian, it was it'll be 14 weeks tomorrow since you had the the crash at Indianapolis. And we know immediately you set out a, a goal of coming back to race again by Sonoma, which is several weeks away. You're back a few weeks earlier. Are you even a little surprised at how quickly the comeback has come about?
1: Uh, if you're referring to making a call on Wednesday night, yeah, that was kind of as late <laughs> as we could leave it. That too. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just, uh, you know, really good to come back and uh, really looking forward to it. Um, uh, we never really know exactly the timing of things. We knew six weeks for weight-bearing if providing the X-rays would look good and then eight weeks for walking. Uh, we did eight and a half for weight bearing and transitioned really quickly into walking. Cause I pretty much got out of the office and started walking. I uh, was feeling good enough at that stage. And, uh, the doctor in St. Pete was, was pretty happy with what he saw. And then Terry and, 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 and Dr. Scheid didn't really, uh, agree with it. So there was a little setback and the cane popped back and things like that. But, uh, overall, I'd say as soon as, uh, uh, we did x-rays and the bone looked pretty strong. Then uh, I knew things were looking good. Um, and then we went out west for the trip that was planned a long time ago with the, the family. And that went very well. And uh, when I came back, uh, drove the coach back from Vegas to uh, to Indy and, and went to see Dr. Scheidt again. And we did the final, uh, well, what, what had the potential to be the final check, but not necessarily on the 15th of uh, August. Um, you really, obviously... Uh, I was pleased with, uh, with the x rays and, and, and everything looked really strong. So, you know, at that point, it was uh, green light, and let's go racing. So uh, I couldn't be any happier about that. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to uh, to put this uh, story behind and, and just get back to work.
0: And you also tested at Mid-Ohio the day after the race there. That went well. Uh, how, do, how do you feel going into this weekend? Obviously, you have to feel a little bit rusty, especially on an oval. But how, how are you preparing for this weekend?
1: yeah i mean it's uh it's obviously a bit of a a difficult one because um you know we we knew we we knew going this one that it was not going to be the easiest of weekends for our package um but honda has worked really hard and so we'll see exactly where we at, but i think it's it's very much of a phoenix scenario as far as you know where we stand uh, with the opposition so uh, we'll see how things go but I mean we'll you know just try and do the best we can and uh, for me get back in the saddle really Um like I said like you said uh, mid-ohio test went really well and there was really no bad feel of any sort so just uh, did an install lap and everybody was staring at me so how does it feel and uh, it felt good so so we just proceeded and then pretty much had a half a test day Uh and that that went very well we we were very competitive and the car felt good and, and we made progress and got some answers on a couple of things that uh, we had questions on. And, uh, and so everybody was pretty happy. And um, yeah, when I got the green light to go race, um, then it was like, all right, let's 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 make it happen. Um, it initially didn't feel like it was going to be possible to, to come back at that time, um, but I wanted to come back for Watkins and Sonoma. And um, yeah, just, just managed to push that one week early.
0: And I know you've tested on this track twice last fall, and then in May, you have not. We're not one of the drivers, obviously. You tested here since the repave. Uh, what do you think of this facility? What, what what demands does it pose?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great layout, and obviously now with the new pavement, it's just uh, you know it looks like a first-class facility. So it's uh, it's awesome. Um, you know, it adds up to the organization. Uh, I think a lot of people had doubts about you know the organization being able to. Uh, to put it together and and repave so fast and and be ready for a race like that. So, um, you know, just uh, really uh, really appreciate all the efforts. And uh, I heard that there's a uh, really good uh, productions for uh, the crowd and everything. So, you know, if if we could sell out the place, that'd be awesome. So, hopefully that happens. And uh, everybody has a great weekend and we put on a good show. And uh, as for as for us, you know, it's um, there's no clear target. Nothing's really ever changed. I uh, just do the best you can and, and see where you end up. Let's open it up for questions. We do have a wireless mic, so raise your hand. We'll start with Wolfgang and
0: then go to Bruce. Sebastian, welcome back first. <laughs> Good to see you again. Um, the, the time you were away, Esteban Gutierrez was replacing you. Going back now to your car, did you have to reset it to your, uh, to your um, setup, which it was before, or did uh, Esteban keep you informed what he did with the car in the meantime you were not driving?
1: no Esteban didn't have to do that obviously I stayed uh, very much in touch with the team I came to Toronto and then I came to uh, obviously the race in Ohio (laughs) and yeah of course every driver likes the car a certain way and they had to you know develop certain things for for Esteban and you know which he liked and uh, you know when that was part of you know the the interesting thing at Mid-Ohio to just see after a test and a full race weekend where they ended up with the setup and we tried a couple of different things and you know, as normal, you you know you'd say it just there were things that I liked and things that I didn't. But uh, the team obviously kept its head down, and and uh, you know it, it's always very difficult when you have two rookies in the team, uh, and uh, they they did very well. Um, so you know it was just for me trying to stay in touch with what was happening and and uh, and understand why and how they got to where they were, and uh, and then make whatever adjustment we wanted to do at that point. So. Uh, now it's kind of hit the reset button and, and kind of go off of what we know from Phoenix because that's the closest obviously you're going to get to with the, the grip, the pavement quality, the fact that there are no bumps and and everything and, and the setup of the track. So uh, I'm pretty excited to, to come back and, and try the new uh, surface. Bruce?
0: You either said this the uh, morning of the Indy 500 or when I spoke with you at Toronto, but you said that your impact record was one that was probably not ever going to be broken. And then, no, that's th- not what I said. I said <laughs> I
1: encouraged everybody not to try and beat it. Are you surprised that it got beat last Saturday by Ryan? No, it didn't. G's are G's are only one, you know, factor. We we've we've seen higher G forces than 130. We've seen in the 150s uh, and and up before the. Uh, the the safer was but uh, the velocity of the impact is you know something different altogether and you know sometimes the very peak of G is is not always recorded completely accurately it depends on the frequency you record and and the angle of attack and everything but uh, yeah, yeah I I strongly advise anybody to try and not hit 227 or higher than that
0: and and also to see what this day means for Craig Hampson and and Dale Coin I mean it's in a lot of ways, this is a day that they've been waiting just as much as you.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, you know, Dell, myself, Craig Olivier, and and all the existing team at DelCon Racing, uh, Todd and uh, Darren and, and everybody, you know, obviously put a lot of uh, hard work into uh, putting this program together for for me and and for the best interest of the team. And um, you know, when when that big setback happened at uh, at Indy. Uh, It was uh, very unfortunate. First of all, because we obviously had an extremely quick car. Second, because you know, it was probably, uh, you know, by far my best shot at winning the 500, and and uh, and you never know when that opportunity presents itself again. So that that was a big setback. And and also because we had you know, we're looking still, although we had two bad weekends prior to that event, uh, we were still looking fairly decent in the championship and after leading it. Um, not sure quite how that happened, but uh. Still, it uh, was a pretty, uh, pretty good feeling about that. And, um, you know, just it was really unfortunate that it halted the season. And, uh, yeah, obviously, we're not in the hunt in the championship in any kind of way. But uh, it's just great to be back in the car. And, and I I really, obviously, you know, we, we're going to be talking about it. You guys are going to be talking about it for a little while, obviously. Uh, and hopefully, by the time we start 2018, you're done with it. And we can just, uh, you know, look forward and, and put this behind because, you know, it's. It was very unfortunate. It was a big, a big accident, and it's not something you want to be reminded of all the time. And and you know when, when it's going to be back to normal and and things obviously clear and it's going to be a, a much easier environment. Uh, you know, I, I'm not blaming anyone for you know obviously talking about what happened and the comeback and everything. It's it's obviously normal. Uh, but I've, I've obviously seen what happened with James and stuff like that, and I'm sure when i come back to the Speedway next year, you know, he'll come back again. But I don't, you know, I want to put this behind me. It's it's a crash. Unfortunately, I ended up at the hospital and having to get fixed and everything, but uh, it's part of the life of a race car driver. Sometimes things happen and things go bad, and uh, in all the bad ways, it still was pretty miraculous that I got out the way I did. So, you know, we'll just... Uh, Take it one step at a time and, and move on from there. With that in mind, Sub, how important was it for you to come
0: back, to get these three races in, in looking and gearing up and building toward next season?
1: Yeah, that, that's really the whole thing for me, you know, to, to get back in the saddle, obviously prove everybody that um, nothing's changed, that I'm still the same guy, uh, plus a little bit of hardware, but that's that's another thing. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, just uh, just get back in the groove and, and yeah, just go racing. Uh, I don't think, I don't expect anything to be different, um, other than maybe I'll be a bit more conservative on balance and set up in, in qualifying, but that's that's just a little uh, safety net that maybe uh, I used to have, and that for the 500 I kind of took away and, and that didn't seem to be the r- the right or smart thing to do. So uh, we'll hit the reset for that, but um, yeah, it it's just important that obviously get back in the groove rebuild the end of the season towards next year and and, uh, and feel like we're completely ready to uh, to go race and give it a, a shot for the for whatever we can achieve next year
0: let's go down to mary down here sebastian you know you've talked about how important it is to come back before the season ends but next year going forward there's going to be a universal car so can you talk about whether you can carry um anything forward to next season or if it'll be brand new is it more just working with the team as a group was that was what is important to get back before the season ends now
1: yeah i'd say that in the perception i mean the perception of everybody around racing um i think uh, you always have to prove yourself or reprove yourself in racing there's there's no doubt about that so um, because those questions are going to be in people's mind and everything. I you know I just want to make sure that that's taken care of and we just, you know, can go back to work and, and just not worry about it. And obviously then, you know, get back in the groove with the team, um, put the process back in place. And uh, uh, we don't know, nobody knows, uh, really, what's going to be still valid next year or not. And there will be necessary adjustments for sure. Um, but we're still gonna be learning every time we go out and and do things. You know, just coming here. Obviously, it's a new track. If if you show up next year and and you've never raced there, you are a disadvantage. Um, so yeah, every every little bit of experience helps.
0: Hi, Ken Roberts from the Associated Press, Sebastian, um, what have you done to accelerate your your rehab here? You coming back? what, two months too soon here or not too no. soon but just two months early
1: no no not two months early um, just just a couple of weeks really um, it was always uh, the, the 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 deadline of four month for no restrictions was always um, the target or the not the target but the the docs opinion um, to go back you know for running and, and no restrictions so yeah I think at that point um, Really, like I said, it was you know weight bearing at six weeks. That was the the first step, and then we gained a couple of weeks when when that happened. You know, it, it bones. There's nothing you can do. You just have to let it heal. Uh, I I worked hard at rehab to make sure that I wasn't losing muscle mass and strength and and all of that. Uh, but when you don't have weight bearing, you can't do very much. So from six weeks onwards, then it turned into much more intensive workouts and and it turns into really real workouts instead of rehab really so uh, that, w- that was good and it was good for the spirits as well and then I think when you start g- regaining weight-bearing as well you, you you motivate and you encourage bone growth as well and that you know the bone reacted really well because you know from six and a half to uh, August 15th the bone has like doubled in size almost <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty strong so for sure it you know things accelerated from there but I can't say I really had so much to do with it. You know, just you have the the bone part, and then you can only deal with the muscle part. Go one final
0: question with Wolfgang, and then we'll let Sebastian go. Yeah, uh, Sebastian. Uh, obviously, your injuries are fully healed and recovered. But mentality—how did you get this accident out of your brain? Was there a special treatment psychologically? How to forget it?
1: No, there's no forgetting it and I think it'd be a mistake to forget it. I think it's a good reminder that obviously you should not disregard the signs that the car is giving you sometimes and, and I did, like I said, you know, it's just, uh, I got caught up in the moment and, uh, and I paid for it so probably don't wanna do that again. But, uh, you know, it's, I guess you, you grow into it, uh, at every stage of your career and, uh, that's why d- those two guys over there, you know, they're very good in business because they have a lot of experience. I'm, um, you know, I'm never gonna catch up to them, but uh <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trailing behind not so far. So hopefully by the time I hit 40, I'll, I'll have wisdom again. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even hear that.